So my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 31. We are back in the building, Saturdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live and direct right into your living room, man. Preseason football is live. A lot of things going on. A lot of things we've been <laughs> right on all this time are coming to fruition. And Coach Kurt and I are feeling really good about it. I definitely want to tell you that. Uh, as always, uh, each and every Tuesday, podcast, 10 a.m. Check that out on all uh, streaming platforms we get your podcast from. As well as Sports Talk with Coach Kirk goes live Mondays on all platforms at 11 a.m. So check out the replays if you don't catch every single segment that we do live on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Lockdown Defense Sports. Coach Kirk, man, what's happening over there in the building, brother? Hey, man, right. um, there's a lot to talk about yes. here, man. If we can't. I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to cram everything into this show, but uh, we're going to try. <laughs> we gonna yeah, we're going to get out Deshaun Watson on right now. What? We're going to cram everything. We <laughs> started already, see? See, he started already, see? We're working to cram everything into your hand. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Instead of building in your mouth, building your hand, huh? Yes, Lord yes, yes. Mercy. They started said- already. Hey, they said they used to say chocolate don't melt in your it melts in your mouth, not in your hand. But yeah. in this case, in this case, it melts in both of them. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, man. but no, man, I'm feeling good. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, nice, a uh, relaxing Saturday. You know, not a whole lot going on. You know, uh, right. you know, the weather is broke a little bit. You know, it's not as hot. You know, so I right. uh, got to go out outside with the little one today and play on a little oh, playground awesome. area and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Living a good life, man. Can't complain. I mean, well, I mean, I can, but you know, it's right. still COVID. I'm gonna right. act like everything is all kosher. We can just go out and gallivant. I still ain't, I still <laughs> ain't traveled in two years. Damn it, I'm, I'm mad about that. <laughs> Definitely mad, mad about mad can't about get that. Outside. Can't get outside. Only thing I can go out in my backyard and then and, and play in the sandbox and some shit. I don't Take know. the water holes and sprinkle it. I'm right. on vacation. Then then listen. Then you on YouTube. Like why is this man spritzing himself? <laughs> With water in his backyard. Like, he got problems. COVID it's Costa Rica. Is... <laughs> Close your eyes real tight and feel like Costa Rica. Yep, yep. And then put an umbrella in your drink. Right. Uh-huh. Bahama Mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm excited, man. You know, a full day of preseason football. Been some pretty good games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're going to get into it on our football uh, segment. Able to see a lot of the, you know, rookies play. And uh, that's been exciting. And then, you know, our man, Justin Fields, got a standing ovation. Listen. When he, you know, he came out. So anybody listening, everybody watching live, listening live, please stay tuned because the football segment, we're really going to dive in. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of excitement and glee in our voice because we've had a whole day of football and it's not done. Preseason is all day and night today. So. I don't yeah, know about you, man. You know, when round about you know mid August, I started to get that that itch and that twitch, you know, between playing and coaching. I see what you did there, twitch. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. twitch. yeah. Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> you know, I started to get that feel. Almost like you know how the rock smells when he's cooking. You know, get that, yeah. get that smell in the air. Like you know, it's time for camp. Yep. You know, so and then football come back hot and heavy today, man. It's definitely my time of the year, man. Definitely mm-hmm. my time of the year. So um. But we we going to uh you know taper taper our, our our mood for a second and talk about <laughs> NBA. There's a couple of things we want to talk about NBA related before we move on to NFL. Right. Um, yeah, it's three guys in the league right now that are their futures are in deep flux. 
uh, when it comes another big college word. Yeah. Flux. Flux. Yeah, Flux. you know, I like to bring out one of those words a week. You one know, make week. My, make word myself, of the week. Flux. Make, my feel, make myself feel uh, educated. <laughs> you know, but um, right. but yeah. So I, you know, Ben Simmons, Dame Lillard, uh-huh. and Bradley Bill all have, um, I guess you can say situations that are unresolved when it comes to their teams, in my okay. opinion. I mean, Bradley mm-hmm. has probably been the quietest in this whole conversation, but you know, it's a lot of lot of things uh, going on back and forth with the Ben Simmons situation in the 76ers. Um, uh, Bradley Bill has been quiet, as I alluded to, but uh, we'll get into him in a second, but Dame has been even cryptic tweeting here lately, you know, once uh-huh. he's been back from the Olympics and things of that nature. So, my question to you is, what do we do with these three gentlemen? Because there's a lot of play here. Um, okay. Ben Simmons is at his, at his fever pitch where he's cut off all communication with the 76ers. He's saying, talk to my agent, you know. And I don't know about you. You know, we're working men. So if I tell the people I'm working for on site to talk to my boss, don't talk to me directly. That's – I'm working on my exit strategy if I'm telling – if you let me tell it. You know, yeah, you getting the box ready because you know you you don't plan. You do that on a Thursday because you know you leaving on a Friday and you right. don't want to come back Monday. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So if I tell you, if I do something like that, and I'm just gonna like talk to my agent. That's telling to me. Yes, you know, yes. in Dame's situation, and I think Dame and Bradley are both in that envelope of you know it's you know it's it's really how much loyal can how loyal can you be? You know, just right. to, just to put it plain, you know, I mean we mm-hmm. can wrap a nice little headline around it, but how loyal can you be? And does, you know, lo- loyalty matter more than your legacy? Loyalty over legacy. Mm, you know, so, that's a good one. I yeah. like that. So I want to know exactly what your take is on what the 76ers should do, can do, and uh, how we can address the Bradley Bill and Dame Lillard situation. So when it comes to Ben... You know, we'll start with him. When it comes to Ben, um, this is pettiness, you know, and and I, I'm I'm going to say it's a it's slightly unprofessional. Slightly, um, yeah, slightly. I, I, I think slightly. very, but I'm I'm gonna let very, you add that one. Very, very, yeah. very, very. I, I'm tempering myself from going off because you know, as we said pregame, you know, uh, I could be the other side of the situation. Um, but I'm working to be objective. Right. Uh, that's why I said slightly, okay. but it, it is extremely unprofessional because here's the thing you can, you can still get your point across. You can still express frustration. Um, but you need to be professional about the situation. You have been paid a lot of money yeah. and it's not about payment because I, I do understand you want to be respected, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, to, to go the route of don't talk to me, talk to my agent, to me is, is like I said, it's, it's unprofessional because now you are wanting to avoid conflict. You're wanting to be petty. You're wanting to go and do what you want to do and then be like, oh, well, talk to my agent now. Well, wait a minute. If you feel some type of way, be professional. Go in, sit down have a conversation, hell, bring your agent in, bring a mediator in, right. but have a conversation. Because when you start sending people to voicemail, when you start not answering, but you're showing up mm-hmm. you know, on social media at different places, I get it, you could be upset, whatever. But there is a level of, hey, I'm still gonna be professional because it's not about the current team. 
It's about the team that you could go to. Preach. Preach. You know, and so if you're acting like this with a current team, then again, you are you are saying that my talent supersedes me as a professional. Like mm. I'm so talented mm. that you just going to deal with whatever I you know, I put out there as far as, well, I don't want to talk to you. I'm upset. And I, you know, I know, understand that players, especially in NBA, they have some control, but I don't think you ever want to push a organization into a corner mm-hmm. uh, because they can make phone calls and this oh, is not yeah. to scare anybody, but they can make phone calls because one thing that we've seen um, organizations can be petty too. And all those things that they overlooked, could slowly start trickling out. Mm-hmm. Pause. That that but didn't yeah, sound it, right. It, it didn't. That but, didn't but, sound right. You know, they we, could slowly start putting. They could slowly start putting information out to sports networks. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know what? He's. You know, I'm just going to use this. You know, I don't know if this is true, but oh well, he was late to meetings. Yeah. He always slept at meetings. Mm-hmm. He's a bad practice player. Mm-hmm. The reason why he's not making free uh able to shoot uh you know able to shoot mid-range jump shots is because every time we set out set up shooting uh practice for him, he never showed up. Right. You know, uncoachable. That's mm-hmm. the things that could start coming out about you. And so at the end of the day, when you are not the person that's signing those checks understand owners could talk to owners and they could make it where it's like hey he's uncoachable well look and what they did with Kawhi Leonard I mean exactly. I, Toronto, San Antonio leaked a bunch of stuff about his habits and his desires and the things that he wanted to have and had to have you know in certain uh, facets for him to uh, be happy right. you know and the stuff right. and it's still and it followed him from to, to Toronto and it followed him to LA so right. the idea of you having a bad reputation is definitely going to hinder you. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you could still be, a, you know, one of the top, you know, 20 players in the league and still make a lot of money. But, you know, it's one thing to make, I guess you can say, $20 million, but it's another thing to make 40 to 50 mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't, you missing $20 million because of your reputation, then that's a hit. That's yep. a hit. You know, and then yep. honestly, truly, you know, your reputation also speaks to your ability to make money outside of basketball. You know, if, if you're if you have a bad reputation on the court, who's going to want to be, you be a sponsor? Your image is everything. It is. Your image it is, is everything. You know, I mean, because I mean, Ben Simmons don't have a lucrative shoe deal. You know, which begs the question. You know, the type of person he really is. You know, because it's been. I mean, there's stuff been leaking. You know, already about how he's indifferent and he shows up when he want to show up. He works when he want to works, and he does this and does that. So they already mm-hmm. sorry a narrative painted. You know. And, and I'm I would like to believe that 76 aren't painting that directly because it hurts his draft stock or excuse me the trade stock. Let me say it that way, right. you know, because you right. have, if you want to get top dollar for this guy, he should be all sunshine and roses. Like he should all be the he should be you know. But then the basic question: If I'm the person that's trying to trade for him, what's wrong with it? Why you want to trade him? You know. Listen, so. and that's the, and that's the other thing that you know I, I think people forget is that. You know, when you looked at Kawhi, and even mm-hmm. though San Antonio or whoever started leaking information, right. Kawhi's talent, Kawhi's talent superseded or at least fought back against San Antonio because what he showed on tape. Right. 
Right. So even though they was leaking information, it was kind of like, well, hold on, he's still super talented. Yeah, he's still best one of the best two way players in the exactly. Yeah. Now, when you look at Ben Simmons, think about if yes. they start leaking he, stuff against Ben he's Simmons. He's not Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. have film that's like, well, maybe some of this is true. If they start saying, well, the reason why, um, what you know, he his shooting is bad or poor mm -hmm. because he never went to the shooting coach. Right. His shooting is bad because he didn't come to practice or he's, a, you know, he's, he doesn't give his all in practice. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not true, what is on film mm -hmm. would make people be like, well, well maybe you there is some legitimacy. Yeah, you backed yeah. it up with the film, with the film. Yeah. I just exactly. got on lie. You know, that's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah, I just got on lie. I don't lie. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you in that regard because Again, like I said, you're not all going back to the original point that you're not auditioning necessarily with this for the Sixers. You're auditioning for the next job, especially right. if you're both. If y'all both had a crossroads, y'all both looking like I want to be traded and they're going to trade me, then you need to be putting on the best face you can, you know, because mm. you know what they what they tell you when you go to interviews. You got to put on you got to put your best foot forward. You got to put put on your best self. If you don't put on right. your best self, you're not going to go somewhere where you really really want to go. Because I mean, let's be honest, this is all all the cards. But it comes down to you being traded. They can right. honestly be like they can send you to Saskatchewan, and you you just got to deal with it, you know. And right. Make a thirty million in Saskatchewan, going nowhere fast, you know. <laughs> going nowhere fast, you know. So you got to look at it like, well, you know. I mean, honestly, true. And that and I re I rewind even further. We talked about this on the podcast and last week in sports talk. How you know his his performance in the playoffs was was a highly detrimental to his uh, trade value, right? You, you know, because you're already looking at like. Uh, he didn't. He he had. He's offensively anemic, you know, and that that's that's a no no in an offensively driven league, you know. So automatically you're limiting never got. I'm really just trading for a, a good defensive player, and that's right. it. So there there you're limited, and then you got uh, problems off the court. You are a, a air quote diva off the court. So you right. are looking at it like you should be happy to get traded for a second round pick in 2030. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, truly, I mean, again, that begs the question: What do what do the 76ers do? Because I don't, I really feel like they they held on to that stock way too long. Like they literally True. waited to the very end to the, it was all dried up to say I want to sell it, and, right. and 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 trying to get a king's ransom for that stock, you're not gonna get it, buddy. I'm sorry that <laughs> that uh that uh Enron stock is all is way <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that Enron stock, stock is, is gone. It's dead. I ain't nobody gonna buy that. So. Right. I, I don't know what they do. I think the 76ers are in a big, big quandary. I really do. I, 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 I'm just, it's going to be, they're going to probably try to beat the pavement as long as they can. Daryl Moore is going to probably beat the pavement as long as he can. Try to get something as, you know, as much as he can for him. Then it's right. going to be, you know, pennies on a dollar at the very end. But what he right. can do is come October and he still be on the books and him coming to the camp with that attitude. Because yep. that's going to hurt the, the morale of the team. And the sooner you get the players that you're going to trade for back, in the fold with the with the team that you're going to field come the season upcoming, then you need to honestly and truly bring them in the building sooner than later. Right. You know. So right. I, I. But again, what do you get? I, I just don't know. I, if I'm a GM, I'm I'm scared. You know. Exactly. And, and that then that leads me to the point about Dame. You know, because if Dame really wants to be uh, a person that's going to uh, submit a highly uh, regarded legacy in his career, he's going to have to go. In, in my opinion, he has to yes to leave Portland. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Portland fans. I got a few, you know, guys that I've, you know, played fantasy football and, and mad with that, that, that are Portland fans. I'm sorry. 
Right. He has to leave. If Dame, I'm just speaking for Dame. If I'm Dame, you have. If I wanted, if I'm really over, if I'm really legacy over loyalty, then I need to leave Portland. Mm. You're wasting away your prime years in Portland because they're honestly, truly, they haven't made any splashes in free agency outside of Simon Noah and Powell, and that's not gonna get it done. You're basically running back with the same squad that you did right. at the end of the season, so that's not gonna get it done. So you look at it two or three more years before they even are relevant enough to compete with the West. Right. And you wait, that's three years wasted. It's three years wasted. So and the, the question is, do do this Portland pick up the phone and be like, well, uh, do I do I move Dame for Ben in some draft capital maybe or in another player to try to shake things up and rebuild? Or right. or do I just sit on my hands and be like, well, I'm not gonna send him nowhere in the West because you know, Golden State is itching to get him. You right. know, so right. That, that begs the question too. How do you feel about what Dame should do? Like, is, is it is it loyalty? Because he's, he's riding on loyalty train right now. Should he jump off that train and get on the on the legacy train? What do you think? So I would say he he's pro, he's going to have to leave Portland. Yeah, because I I think mm -hmm. in my opinion he is giving his all to Portland. Mm -hmm. And and don't get me wrong, he he does have from what I see, he does have some popularity in Portland. But the the unfortunate thing is, um, the organization doesn't seem as committed to him as he is to them. And what I mean by that is, yes, they paid him, but yep. have they done their all to put pieces around him? And here's the unfortunate thing about Portland. It's really a place that a lot of people don't want to play. No, it's not. A, it's not a destination. It's not a destination. Mm. And even even as great of a player as he is, and I'm not going to say good. He's great. Mm. He doesn't supersede getting people to come to Portland. It's almost like being when LeBron was in Cleveland. Mm. He still as good as as great as he was in Cleveland. He still didn't draw those type of players to him not his true. first stint right, his second right. stint yes because but that was after coming from miami his first stint mm -hmm. you couldn't get you couldn't get those type of players to come right. to cleveland nor was the organization willing to do what they needed to do to lure people there right and so that's the same thing with dane he's mm -hmm. a great player but his greatness doesn't supersede players like if he was in my um Miami, if he was in LA, even if he was in Chicago, I think he could draw players there. Even New York. I would say New York, he would, New York he would draw players there. He would draw people to the area right. and to the team. Right. But going to Portland, people are like, yeah, we like you, Dane, but yeah, we don't like you that much. Right. Because, I mean, he could have a bunch of uh, friends in the league, you know, guys he played with on the USA basketball team and things of that nature. And then when you broach the question about, well, hey, can, do you want, you feel like you want to, uh, you know, possibly if they could make a trade for you, would you want to play in Portland? They probably would tell you no. Yeah, you get a whole lot of whole hum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let yeah. us get back to you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna think about that. Let me sleep on it. <laughs> right, but but they'll quickly say, "Well, won't you come play for me?" Because I play in a bigger market. Right. You know, right, when when, right. when you ask Steph Curry, you know, you know, do you want to come to uh before he signed that max max deal? You know, do you want to come to Portland, Portland and play? Like, no. Why would I want to leave Golden State? I mean, honestly, why, why, why would I, I want to do that? Leave? Why would I want to do why that? Why would I do that? Right. Why would I do that? Yeah. yeah. So you know, and so um, that's the thing when looking, you know, with Dame, and that's the same thing I think with Bradley Beal. I think 
you know, with Bradley Beal getting paid, perfect, great. He's getting the money. You move Russell Westbrook, um, you know, to say this is your team. But again, when looking around, how long are you going to stay loyal while you're in the best years, especially for Bradley Beal, right. while you're in the best, best years of your life? And so, or not your life, the best years of your, your sports, sports career. Life, yeah, please, sports your career. sports career. Right. And same thing with Dame, like going back to that, and I'll throw it over to you. I think Dame now has to look at legacy. He does. Right. You know, it's the same thing that Charles Barkley went through. Yeah. Love Philadelphia, stayed in Philadelphia until you absolutely can't stay anymore. And then you have to go like, you have to go after the fact of what everybody plays for mm -hmm. the opportunity to compete in the championship. Yep. And if you aren't going to get there based off the team that you're playing with, at some point you got to be like, um, yeah, yeah. I got to go right, and exactly. get myself in a position that I can compete at the next. I got. I can compete for the championship around people that can help me get there. Because I'm doing it by myself. Ain't gonna happen. You know, ain't gonna happen. And it's even more so now than it was back when Barkley didn't play because you literally have a one A and one B or one and two uh, on a team and win titles in the in the in the eighties and nineties. But you know now you got to have two and maybe three in certain cases. You know, the whole big three thing, you know, is, is, is it was a thing, is a thing, it's still a thing. You know, right. most teams that win a title have three solid players. Right. You know, look at the Bucs right. who just won, a, just won a title. You had three solid players. You know, so, you know, if you're looking at it from that perspective, you got to find an avenue that's going to get you that uh, talent around you so you can compete. You know, but what I, I'm curious about is that I think Dame is really he's on he's he's kind of leaning towards jumping on the legacy train. But I'm concerned about Bradley Bill, you know, mm, because, why is that? because I, I feel like he's still on the on the loyalty train. Why? I don't know. But OK, I think his problem is that he's going to wake up one morning and realize once he's much older that he really wants to compete for titles. But then yet again, you wasted your prime years and your prime ability to move. And be a, a factor. Now you'll be a role player. You know, it's one of those. I mean, let's be honest. How do you, you you're you're taking your opinion on people that that are in that end of their career and jump on teams that are going to compete for a title and just to get a ring and sit the bench and wave a towel, you know, just to say <laughs> I got a ring is different than somebody that that contributed heavy to a title. You know, right. because if you, if you put Bradley Bill or, or and Dame Little on championship teams now, they will come. They will contribute heavy. But yes. if they're yes. 33, 34, 35 years old. And, and on a team that's competing for a title, their roles are limited. Now they're great; they're right. both great shooters, so they will still they will have a lot of staying power in the league. But that's mm -hmm. all they would do is be coming off the bench and be a shooter. You won't be you won't be on the floor heavy minutes. You won't be you won't be a large contributor. You'll really seriously be a role player. And right. and your 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 legacy and and is defined by being a role player in a championship team versus being a man. That's two different categories. Mm. That's two different yes. categories. So. Yes. Again, you you need to wake up and smell of roses now, because if you don't, you you will be that 34, 35, 36 year old guy. You know, I hate to say it, I hate to crap on my man because he's a Laker now, but Carmelo Anthony, you know, yep. Carmelo Anthony is, is that guy. You know, he spent uh -huh. years in Denver and years in New York wasting away, you know, and never really uh, truly it was in com competition for a title. And then you know he got the league for a couple of years and then comes back. You know, he's jumping on he he jumped on the Portland train, you know, just to get on. You know, then, you know, now he can kind of, you know, pick his spots. Now he's with the Lakers. Let's be honest. He's really legit there because he's 
really tight moments like best friends with LeBron, and he wants to compete for a title. That's it. That's all. Right. Right. You know, so we want to look at look at Carmelo differently if he does win a title at this stage of his career than he would if he was in his prime years. And that's that's the bottom line. Yeah. At some point, you have to. At some point, you you have to take advantage of the 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 last little bit as you get to the other side of your athletic career. Um, you got to take advantage of it, and yeah. you do have to say, you know, I gave my all to this organization. Now I have to take care of myself. Listen, Bradley Bill and, and Dame don't owe Portland or Washington anything. Right. They don't owe them anything. They gave everything they possibly got. They they were drafted there, and they, they, they signed that first max deal there. They gave them at least six to seven good years, and they mm-hmm. went nowhere. So it's time to it's time to worry about yourself. You know, I read a post. I read a post earlier today. Said that the moment I, I started to realize that me worrying about myself isn't selfish, I felt much better about myself, and that's mm. that's really how they should feel. You know, you're not being selfish by wanting better for yourself. You're be, you're taking care of your own personal life and your own mental. You know, yes. so they should look at it from that standpoint and not be so worried about what people were going to say if you leave your city you were drafted in. Facts. So, yeah, man. I'm not sure what the sentences will do. They need to do something, and so do Dame need to force the issue, and so does Bradley Bill. But will they do it, and will it happen? I don't know. I think the only likely trade destination is because of those two situations that Ben is in with the 76ers and Dame needs to move. I really think Portland and uh, the 76ers are, are made for each other for via trade. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need to work out the details, but I feel like that's the best possible place that Dame can go to make that 76ers team even more relevant working with all Embiid and Tobias Harris. And that's your big three. Just like we talked about your mm-hmm. big three right there. And then, you know, you got, you got your defensive guys off the bench. So that's your best bet. You know, and you're competing in the East is the two, the three teams that are, are, are top tier, you know, and you, and you rectify all the drama, you know, in, in Philly. Now what Portland does outside out after this, I don't know, but I mean, somebody got to take the L. And just uh, just so happens to be Portland, you know. Somebody got to take the L, huh? Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, both teams are gonna win this trade because if right. if Ben goes to Portland and he works with CJ and, and and Norman Powell, they'll be they'll be good, you know. But will they be a contender? No, you're not. You're both not gonna trade with each other and be and walk into the championship bubble. You're not gonna do that. No. You're not gonna do that. So no. the, the 76ers will, and you'll you'll try to figure out how to make things work with Ben and 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 CJ McCullough. And and Norman Powell and Nurkic and those boys in Portland and you know you, you know make let Chauncey imprint his you know put his stamp on his team and and, and build his team how he wants from the, from this point on. That's what I think Jay should do. Facts, yeah. facts. I love it. All right, I love it. All right. Well, yeah. So we got our NBA uh, news out of the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's talk NFL. <laughs> let's talk yes. NFL, man. There's a lot going on and, and you know and I and I was wondering how hot button these issues would be, you know, once we talked about our uh, topics come Saturday night, because a lot of preseason games would have been played at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, let's start with this. Uh, <laughs> is you know, When they're talking about uh, games that got played Thursday and Friday and now today, um, there is legit talk about there actually being a quarterback competition in New England and in Jacksonville, which oh, is news to me. Like, you know, and what I saw today, and what I saw Thursday, uh, <laughs> but but that's, that's 
But that's these these are words coming out of the coach's mouth. Like like Urban Myers legit said that he hasn't he's not sold the whole QB one is between Lawrence and Minshew, right? Which, which is interesting. And they pl- they both played today. Actually, they're playing right now. Um, they I think Minshew and and, and uh, Lawrence's days might be over by this point. Cause I think they both played the first half. But mm-hmm. regardless of that, you know what's that 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 aside. You know what's more head scratching to me is the New England situation. Now they said Cam Newton and, and Mac Jones are in competition. You know, and I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, I'm just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I I don't know. You know, yeah. it, it it could be it could to me be it, it, not, it may not necessarily be about the idea. I mean, they did draft Mac Jones in the first round, so they, and so they drafted Trey Lawrence first round overall pick. Mm-hmm. But to me, I feel like it's more of a, a, a building a guy up that's going to uh, look like Tom Brady. Right, right. You know, it's not about who is the best quarterback. It's about trying to build back what people have been looking at for the last 20 years. Yep. You know, and yep. it's not a race thing. They just It's literally about Tom Brady and trying to salvage, you know, or save face from the fact that you clearly lost a divorce. Yeah, you yeah, know. you 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 definitely paying alimony right now. Oh, big time and child support <laughs> and so. child support and and way of life. You're right, right. So again, I really think it's just about trying to build up what's the status quo that people have been looking at for the past twenty years and Tom Brady's likeness versus having Cam Newton, who's probably going to win you the most football games this right. coming season. So, so how do you feel about the fact that this is a is a thing, and, and who you think honestly truly wins the quarterback job? At week one. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. So here here's the thing. So let 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 me just jump right into it. Even though people want the second coming, and when I say people, meaning the New England fan base want the second coming of um, Tom Brady, Matt Jones is not ready yet. You know, it's a it's a huge jump between coming from NBA, uh, the uh, college, right. and then jumping into the NFL. But not and just the NFL, a complex system like New England. Exactly. And from what I saw last, I think it was last night, or night before. Thursday, yeah. When, yeah, Thursday, when they played Washington. Um, I do think Matt Jones is a good, he could be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I do think that he will fit in the system mm-hmm. uh, for New England, but not now. I don't I am someone who is not a proponent of thinking that quarterbacks should be like, if, if it takes you two years or three years to learn the NFL, that somehow that's wrong. Because I just, I, I remember when it was like a three-year plan, you would get a quarterback, Mm -hmm. they would sit for two to three years. And then by that third year, they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to the quarterback, I just think that that is, you know, still people that doubt cam newton and they don't realize that cam newton for many years when he was in carolina was playing hurt Mm -hmm. um and looking for anything to say that he's washed up and now hey give it over to matt jones but you you don't you don't gain anything right now with matt jones in my personal opinion he didn't he didn't knock my my socks off right he didn't look like he was just you know he didn't look like justin herbert I can tell you that. Oh yeah. He he looks like he needs two more years because again, if you think about it, 
he really had one year of yep. actual game mm-hmm. um, on-field action because he sat behind Tua, and then before Tua, it was uh, Jalen. Mm-hmm. So he's really a sophomore if you look at on-field live fire. He mm-hmm. had one great year, but he played with two, no, three first-round players, and he had a great defense. And the window that you have in college is not the same window you have in a pro. So when it comes to that controversy, I don't I don't pay that much attention to it because mm-hmm. I just think there's people that's like, oh, well, you know, it's one of them things sometimes when you you have somebody beautiful that you're with. I call it the David. I call it the Eric Benet syndrome. <laughs> I, that's what I call it. I call it the Eric Benet syndrome because you have you have the most beautiful woman in the world. But right. because there's other beautiful women around you you somehow think like maybe i don't have the most beautiful woman in the world mm-hmm. and i think right now cam newton is that beautiful person mm-hmm. you know he was injured and he was injured last year and by i mean injured he had COVID. right and he's been very transparent with saying hey i do understand new england's offense is complex mm-hmm. i didn't have a preseason right I came into learning this offense with no preseason. And then halfway through, I had COVID. And so two weeks of being away and then coming back, I was playing catch up again. Right. You know, on top of having COVID. So that's a lot to deal with coming back from that type of injury. So, you know, the whole quarterback controversy in New England, man, I think pump your brakes. Because you're going to be the same way. Some people are just blinded. They're just like, oh, well, we know Matt Jones is better. No, he's not. Not right now. <laughs> not right now, he's not. Not right now. <laughs> and I don't think the upside for Matt Jones is uh, like the upside of Cam Newton when he was coming out of college. So right no. then and there, I mean, the athleticism, arm strength already goes to Cam. You know, playmaking exactly. ability, period, goes to Cam. Like, you want somebody dynamic that can make plays and win your football games, that's Cam Newton. You know, if you want somebody that can that's going to grow in the system and be the franchise going forward, yes, that's Mac Jones. But you yet, I'm with you. You don't rush him on the field just for the sake of uh, of trying to throw it in Tom Brady's face. Now, I will say this: the the Buccaneers play the uh, the uh, Patriots, and I want to say the first four weeks of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see me see if hypothetically, if Cam struggled the first couple of games. Would they trot Mac Jones out there to go against Tom Brady just to say, you know, hey, this is our new guy, and you know we're gonna you know put him against the old guy and see how he does, you know that right. type of deal. So that ought to be interesting in its own right. But I think it's a, it's a blatant mistake, and and, and I and I, I laugh too because I, I've seen and heard Belichick and company uh, sing Mac Jones's praises more so in the past two weeks than he ever did for Tom Brady in twenty years. That, that, that tells me right off that, that you are bitter about a divorce and you're trying to make it seem like your new girlfriend is hotter than your ex, which she's really not. <laughs> which she's really not. So, right, I mean, right. and, that, and, that, and that's the bottom line to it. So I really think that's all really is smoke and mirrors. And I, it sucks for Cam because he's, he's the, he's the middleman in all this. He's the, you know, he's the, he's the brother of, of, of the, of the, of the husband. And, you know, and then he, <laughs> but he was cool with the, with the ex-wife. So he's kind of like, you know, uh, y'all playing both sides against the middle. Like, I don't know what to believe. Like, you know, I just don't know right. what to say. Right. So, you know, but poor Cam, but I'm just hoping that there's some, a wise up once that, you know, he gets on the field and start making plays and winning football games that they'll realize that 
they'll let Max sit and learn and let Cam rock and he'll have a good season and, and audition for his next job. And, and then let, let Max take from there. That's what I think they should do. The question right. is, from a PR perspective, will they do that? You know, because the moment, you know, they, I, I don't like the idea of having Cam on a short leash because I really feel like that's what they're doing. They really can have him on a short leash and they, you know, people start clamoring, kind of like how they clamor right now with Justin Fields, you know, over Andy Dalton. But let's be honest, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, two different situations there versus Cam and Mac Jones. Right, so, right. I think they'll start clamoring for Mac, but I think they should stick with Cam and win football games and make the playoffs. And it'd be good for everybody in the whole dynamic. Very, very much so. Very much so. And, um, you know, with that being said, that's where looking at it, it's like, hey, realize this. Your best option right now is the veteran. Right. You know, that's your best option right now. You come jumping out here with a rookie, and that's that's all people need. That's yeah. all people will need to be like, oh, now we really going to rub um, it in the face of New England. Mm-hmm. They already feeling excited because you kind of look like a dud last year. You did. But now mm-hmm. start this rookie because they're going to do the same thing to Belichick that Belichick does to rookies. They're going to look to confuse him. Oh, yeah. They're going to look to rub it in the face. Mm-hmm. And again, um, I mean, let's be real. Belichick's been rubbing dirt in people's faces for the last twenty years, so they can't wait to people that's still still there. I can't wait to get back at it. Oh, definitely. And mm. and like I said, when I look at Cam, you know, hearing about his foot, hearing about his shoulder, he's been very transparent. Mm. He has he has done everything that you want from a leader. He hasn't blamed it on anybody else. He's been, you know, he said, hey, look, man, I came in here. I didn't have a preseason. And that ain't making excuses. That is fact. Because look at Tom Brady the first half of the year. He won lights out. And I don't care what anybody says. Bruce Arian had to figure out. Byron Leftwich had to figure out, okay, we got to do what Tom is great at. Yeah. Ain't into it. That whole risk it biscuit. Yeah, that don't work. That Have didn't work for Tom. Have a Tom. Nope. You know what I'm saying? But hell, it didn't work for Jameis either. So Exactly. <laughs> and and before that, if you really study Bruce Arians' quarterbacks, mm-hmm. they've all had their career high in interceptions with, with him. him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even look at Tom. People were like, wait a minute. Is Did there something really off? wrong with Tom? Because right, he was right. his first, first six to eight games. That was the most interceptions that I mean, look at the games they played against the Saints. The Saints mopped them up twice. Mopped them up twice. So yeah. that's the same thing, man. I, again, I go back to I don't know where people get off thinking that a rookie quarterback walking into a grown man's sport, if they need a year or two to catch up to the speed, it's like there's something wrong. But I think that's with the glamour of the position and everybody wanting a top three quarterback. And well, you're not that that's a very small pool of players right. that are top three. But that's the thing, and you gotta realize that everybody's not a generational talent. Everybody walking is not walking the system is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody walking the system mm-hmm. is not Justin Herbert. Everybody walking the system, it even took Josh Allen three years to, to figure it out. Everybody's not Russell Wilson. You know, so you can't you, you can find these guys very, very uh few and far between. Yes. So yes. You, so most quarterbacks are gonna need two to three years to figure it out. Jordan Love's yep. gonna need two to three years. You know, uh, Mac Jones gonna need two to three years. I'm Justin Fields, maybe not. I'm not. I, I got a question about Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna need time to figure it out. So yes. But yet again, you know, that's a good segue into the competition between Gardner and Trevor. 
you know. So, but mm-hmm. I but I really feel like uh, that dynamic is interesting because Gardner is the, is the veteran in this situation, but yes. Trevor, but Trevor is the number one overall pick, and he's the everybody wants to crown him as being a generational talent, but. You're dealing with a, a, a very, uh, I guess you can say, um, stressful environment in Jacksonville. You're not dealing with what you had in Clemson. Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with what you had in high school. Right. You know, when you were the best player on the field every single time. Your team was the best team on the field every single time. You're going to be one of the worst teams on the field in, in certain regards, depending on who you play. You know, outside of you playing the Texans twice, you're literally the third, team, best team, third best team in your division. True. You know, so you're looking at, like, I got to play four games against a top tier talent in my division alone. Then when we get outside division, it might get worse. So that 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 scenario, you know, because I mean they most people say that if you're the first overall pick, you just have to start no matter who you are. And right. they, they wanted to throw Baker out there immediately. They wanted to throw RG three and Andrew Luck out there immediately. They wanted to throw uh you know they don't want to throw uh uh Trevor Lawrence out there immediately just because he's the number one overall pick. But yet again, right. you should do what's best for the franchise, best for the team, best for everybody's development. You know, if Garner Minshew can win you games while Justin, not Justin, but uh, Trevor figures it out, then right. that's what you do. Right. But, you know, especially if, you know, he's having, he's struggling with certain things, schemes, and coverages, let, Gar- let Garner go out there and, and help him. You yes. know, but. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, um, I, you know, like you said, in Jacksonville, talking about as a quarterback controversy, I don't see it. I, I didn't see it. Not from not from this um, first game. No, no. I mean, honestly, not too, from this preseason. Neither game, one of I them look 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 lights out. I mean, I mean, the person who stole the show. Let's be honest, the person that stole the show. We were right about this. Is Justin Fields? Right. You know, I mean, I, we don't. I, I I don't know what Trey Lance is going to do today just yet, but because uh, he's well, he should be suiting up soon to, to go out there. But I think that uh, you know, outside of him, the, out of the rookies that are, that have been drafted this this past draft, the only person that really lit it up was Justin. Yeah. So outside of that, I mean, he didn't look like he he's a, he's blowing the doors off the uh, competition uh, in either fast. And neither one of them, you know, <laughs> uh, are, are telling me that you're going to be a Pro Bowl starting quarterback. You know, day one, I just don't see it just yet. Right. Not, I don't see it at all. And that's the other thing, you know, as you said, when we was talking about this quarterback controversy, um, it was very telling to me that the first quarterback to roll out or to come out was Trevor, Mm -hmm. you know, and Minshew played, you know, later. But I, you know, I think Urban is doing this whole mysterious type of thing. But we all know. If you start anybody but Trevor Lawrence, it's gonna be it's gonna be something in Jacksonville, mm. you know, because you can't Gardner if he starts cannot lose, no. because as soon as he loses, they're, they're gonna, gonna be like Trevor's name. They're gonna be calling yeah, his name. The fan base is gonna be calling Trevor's name. Now mm. I would give that to Chicago. Mm. They have done a very good job of staying. They no. have stayed the line. They have definitely stayed level. I, I agree with that. That's a great point. They have stayed. They have stayed. Like, look, right. this is what we're going to do. Right. We are starting Andy. Right. Andy started in the preseason he game. Did. He did. And I'm not mad about that because you always know we got Justin. Yeah. So continue. Let Andy start. Mm-hmm. Let Justin get comfortable. Let him learn. Catch up to the speed of the NFL. And then, if you want to go to him at at week six, week seven, week eight, 
you're not losing anything because now he's learned. Right. But if you throw him out there first and he struggles or mm -hmm. he bombs, right. now you go to Andy, you can't come back. No. No, I mean, well, I, well, they did that with two and Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, but I, I mean, who knows? That's a whole different dynamic. It's the first time I've ever seen something like that. Yeah. But, but Rick, I think that, you know, because one, the biggest thing you don't want to do for a quarterback, a young quarterback especially, no matter how mature they are, is hurt their confidence early. True. You know, True. so you want to be able to walk them down, uh, you know, slowly when it comes down to their development. You know, you really want to make sure that they're uh, completely and totally and utterly comfortable with practically everything that you want to throw at them when they hit the field because it's it's trial by fire at that point. Like it's literally like, you know, when you when you get on the center that first time, that's it, buddy. There's no more practice, there's no more talking about that's it. That's it, buddy. That's, it's time to go. It's go time. It's here, Bucko. So Yeah, I'm I mean but, as far as the urban situation is concerned, I think he's just he's kinda of, it's kind of a silly game if you're playing a game with the uh with defensive coordinators because I'm be real. Me as a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at who's your on your roster and I'll be a fool to believe I think you would oh. do me a favor to, to make me believe that I'm going to game plan and scheme for Gardner Minshew. I'm oh, game please. planning and scheming for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, now, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking to get to the scheme and and develop a strategy against him being the quarterback. Because mm -hmm. if you we roll Gardner Minshew out there, then are we I, I'm gonna have an easy day. Oh, listen, listen. Where's the barbecue? Where's the A one sauce? Yeah, because we got fresh steak. Yeah, we yeah. Bar barbecue chicken. Barbecue <laughs> chicken. Steak and barbecue right chicken. Here. Oh, barbecue yeah, please, chicken, you know. Please, what I'm for, for, if I'm a defense coordinator, for please, for my sake and my and my and my stress level please. for that day, just please roll a Garner Mitchell out of bed that day and say he's going to be the starting quarterback. Please, please, just 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 so I can have, I, I can I can I can be so excited. Please roll him out there right. and tell me that that's who you're going to have to start. Oh, geez, Louise, I'm going to be and, so happy as defensive coordinator. And as people, and as people that you know are not you know hardcore football fans, I, the reason why I said it is because that I have film on Gardner Minshew. Hello, I don't have any film on Trevor Lawrence as a pro. So, boom. and he did look good. I will give you outside that first sack, he did make some nice throws. Uh -huh. You know, so. Um, he did have a lot of protection in a couple of those throws. That one throw, yeah, he, he made threw, he made a couple sandwiches. I think he went to the bar. Yeah, he did. That one throw back. to Marvin Jones. He was he had all day, six he, seconds. Yeah, he had all day. That's a lifetime in the pocket in the NFL. So, exactly. Yeah. I tell you who. But, I tell you what though, um, there's somebody else who's saying they're going to take all day. Who that? Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Michael Michael Thomas. You know what? Let's just call it the Scottie Pippen. Yeah, yeah. That's I, what mean, it is. I mean, that's how that's how that's how uh, Sean Payton looked at it, uh, as he did. I mean, he I mean, he literally was hot. I mean, he was he was hot in the fish grease when he found <laughs> out that this man decided to wait to June to get a surgery and was gonna be out six weeks. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, he was not happy. Um, not at all. You know, and then then you know he went to. Uh, I feel like he did the whole radio silence thing with them too. Like he wasn't talking. To, he he ignored them. You know, you know, all season a lot. The trainers were calling them and. Things of that nature. He he went radio silent on them and wouldn't return their phone calls and this and the third and giving them an update on his status. You know, so that was that was interesting. You know, but yes. I, but I say that I say that to say that I had to roll back time a little bit and realize why all of a sudden because it seemed like I had a clip with Scott Michael Thomas I had an issue, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like he saw the writing on the wall and he looked at it like okay, uh, Drew's on his last leg, okay, and then what I'm going to have to deal with going forward is Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. And going go to go to going from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a journeyman is is probably something he didn't want to sign up for. And he didn't okay. he, and I feel like he he felt like 
uh, for a minute that he didn't he wasn't he wasn't going to be happy with competing on a team that's going to be playing second fiddle to the Bucks for sure and maybe on the cusp of you know teetering back and forth whether or not they we even make the playoffs with either one of those quarterbacks based upon their rebuilding status. So I feel like you know he just had a little bit of um, separation anxiety when it mm-hmm. comes down to because to be honest he's been catching the pass with Drew Brees since he's been in the league. Yep. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, you broke up with that one girlfriend and, you know, because y'all, you leave in high school, you know, you've been with her for four years. You know, y'all had great times, you know, but you know, she going uh, to the West Coast and you stand on the East Coast to go to college and y'all not going to be together no more. And you just upset in your feelings because you don't want to <laughs> leave her, but you got to. Right. You know, so right. I really feel like that might have been a little bit why he acted this way and figured out that he wanted to not rush himself back and figure out. I think, he, you know, he. He gave him something lead time to figure out exactly who's going to be the quarterback. Okay. I think he might have been advocating for one person out of that locker room to be the quarterback. And if, and if it wasn't that person, he was going to fa- he's going to pitch a fit. You know, mm-hmm. so if I if I sit, if I'm guaranteed to sit out six weeks, and this is pre-planned. If I had a surgery late, and I can sit out six weeks. I can see what direction the team is going in. And if the team's going in a good direction, I'll come back and be happy. But if it's okay. going in the wrong direction, I'm going to mess around and for- try to force a trade. So I think that was his game plan. Now, whether that game plan will work out, I don't think so because the likelihood of him being traded is slim to none because his punitive cap number uh, for that the Saints will have to pay to trade him is ungodly. And he just got out of cap hell this past offseason from being like $100 million over cap um, when the season ended last year. So right. they have no right. interest in going back into cap hell and f- messing around with Michael Thompson. I just paid you. So, but do you think do you think that we're seeing something where maybe there is that internal locker room knowledge where it's like, hey, from the outside looking in, you guys are going back and forth on Taysom or and or Jameis, mm-hmm. but I as the receiver catching from both of all three of them, because when Drew went down with injury, right. you know, he had to catch from Taysom, Taysom and Jameis. Do you think he's secretly saying, I know really internally how bad it is, and I know what both of them struggle with, and I'm not going to put myself out there right now yeah. to catch from either one of them mm-hmm. until I officially know, one, who's going to be the starting quarterback, and two, I'm aware – of both of their limb facts. Yeah, I that's definitely what I'm saying. Okay. That's definitely what I'm saying because I really feel like he's at, he's 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 the complete polar opposite of what Bradley Bill and, and Dame are. You know, there's no there's no loyalty involved in this situation. It's all about my legacy. You know, and, okay. and being a top end receiver in the league is all I'm about. He's been paid like one, and he wants to he wants to be on a team that's going to be able to put him in a position to be one. And he felt like he's going to be. Um, He's going to take a step back. Let me say it that way. Take a step back when it comes to his production by, by catching passes from either one of them. Okay. Now, I will say this. That he could change his tune because Jameis looked good in the first half of the Saints game. He did. He did he look did. good. And I, I'm very, I was very impressed by his production. So, I mean, it could, you know, but again, we are, it, it's done now. So, his, the surgery and the timeline for him to come back is already set. So, regardless Ooh. of that, you know, he might be changing the tune now, but if the, deed, the deed is done. He's going to be out for his first six games. So, Whoever the quarterback is, you know, you know, at that point, you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. But right, you know, but he might feel a little bit different now that he's seeing Jameis throw the ball to people that aren't the caliber of Michael Thomas. So we'll see how it goes. But I think that he 
it was a very odd and strange move that I think he pulled when in this whole surgery business. He kind of ghosted the franchise for a little bit, you know, taking shots back and forth with Sean Payton over Twitter and things of that nature. Um, and they finally, if I got worried, uh, I think yesterday that they finally had a sit down conversation about what what the what the way forward is, you know, because they were both taking shots at each other on the, over the media, but they weren't talking to each other. So they finally Ooh, him and, him him and Peyton, Peyton and uh, Peyton and Thomas talked yesterday. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so they, so that you know, we'll see, we'll see. But I just fi- found that be a very odd move. And again, that goes back to the whole loyalty over legacy thing. I really feel like he, he's more looking at it like. I want to go down as one of being the best receivers and I need to be in a position to do that. And if you're not going to be putting me in a position to do that, I need to find a place to go where I can be. Right. You know, right. You know, taking the page out of DeAndre Hopkins book, you know, like, you know, Texans were going, he knew the Texans were going down deep into the dumpster fire early <laughs> on. And he's like, I got to get all this train before it, 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 it parks itself in dumpsterville, USA. <laughs> <laughs> dumpsterville. <laughs> right. Hot dumpster juice. Hot, hot dumpster juice USA. So he decided he worked his way out, and and now he's doing pretty well for himself in uh, Arizona. So right. yeah, it, it could be one of those things. But I just thought it was very odd. That's why I brought the topic up. That it was very odd that he pulled that a, a, air quote stunt. You know, you know, out of clear blue sky, and it coincided with Drew Brees retiring. It right. seemed like he's been unhappy ever since then. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's always crazy. It's just crazy to see. When players go through these situations, man, and again, I, I know, you know, sometimes it's like, why should I be the bigger person? But at the at the end of the day, man, don't play with your money. No. You know, be the be the professional at the end of the day. Just be the professional. Keep your money on the table. Keep your money and your options open. And, you know, do the same thing that the organization is going to do to you. Hey, what's best for business? Yeah. You know, yeah, to so. a degree, to a degree. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta forge your own path and forge your own destiny to a degree. But again, y'all also gotta look at it from a standpoint of, you know, a lot of your notoriety is based upon the fact that you work for an organization. I hate right. to say it that way, but you know, you do work for organizations, so you gotta, you gotta kind of position yourself in, accordingly so you don't hurt yourself later on in life. Because again, that goes back to the whole Ben Simmons situation we talked about before. Is that mm-hmm. they. You have to look at it like, you know, what's your, what's your reputation going to be? Because you have to honestly, truly protect your name. That's the one thing people have to really do in the sports these days is protect your name. You know, what, what, did, uh, what did Tina Turner say when she was trying to divorce Ike? All I want is my name. All, my, all I want is my all name. All I want is my name. So she was trying to protect her name because she worked for it. So you work for your name, so protect it. You know, so do what you got to do to protect your name. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to kiss right. kiss the man's ass or nothing like that. You ain't got to do all that. All they got to do nope. is protect your name, and don't let it don't let anybody sully your name because again, it will come back to bite you and hurt your money. That's what the bottom line is. There you go, and that's that's powerful. That's powerful, and that's facts. And talk about hurting money. Yeah. Uh, is it time to uh, pull the money out the bank as we go into our next uh, topic? in our nfl section is it time to pull the money uh out the bank over these three quarterbacks carson Dak, and burrow now i'm gonna throw it to you because you know two two of them i care about uh-huh. one of them i ain't got there's nothing positive that's gonna come out my mouth because I, I think he yeah is, i know i, I know. think he's overcooked carrots <laughs> okay so you do not like that man i do not like that man at all I do not like him at all. I, I, oh. He just he he, you know, as as um, 
as my man Peter Griffin would say, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> you know, and so I'm not going to talk about him. But out of those three quarterbacks, is it time to pull the money out the bank and hit the panic button when it comes to those three quarterbacks? Well, is it time to push the panic button? I would say out of I would say out of all the three situations, definitely one. It's, I, I think the Colts <laughs> should definitely push the panic button because I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, like, and it goes back to your point about the why you don't like him because you think, think he's, you know, gerber baby food. Like he's just, he, he is. He's just, he's, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about sweet peas, yeah. gerber baby yeah, food. First of all, you don't like it because it don't taste good. It don't, and it's mush. And it's mush. It must, right. So I think that if nothing else, they should find themselves a solid backup. You know, okay. because you know, the just the history of if you spend a thirty something million dollars on, on Carson Wentz, I get it. You know, but you have to find somebody that can honestly and truly, especially with this longer season, mm-hmm. that can that can maybe spell you for a game or two if something happens. You know, because you really don't truly know exactly what because what you don't want to do is rush him back from that foot injury just, just for the sake of the fact that you don't want to lose games early. You shouldn't do that. You know, so you should find yourself a quality backup that can hold serve because this this team is built. You know, if you you play the right team in the right situation, you can beat a team with a decent backup with your defense. Right. The defense is, is, is top notch, yeah, and you got you got a heavy running game. You got a top notch defense. All you need is somebody that, that can manage the game. You just need some a yep. game manager for a couple of games. When then you get Carson back healthy, he's one hundred percent or close to it as possible, and he can roll him out, and everything's copacetic. But if you if you rush him back and he reaggravates the injury, then what do you do? Because guess what, your options are now limited because because there's no longer I can hit the waiver wire for people that got cut off teams in the preseason or things of that nature, or people want to drive the price up on you for mm-hmm. a quality backup because they realize you're in need. Is it's one thing to you know kind of be like, well, it's an insurance policy and we don't need to pay much for him versus right. a, a, fa- a flat out need because Carson can't play. Mm-hmm. So. I think they should definitely uh, find themselves a quality backup with Nick Foles or whoever. Nick Foles makes the most sense because he knows the system. But regardless of that, you need to find yourself a guard dimension or somebody like that that's a good quality backup that can win you, that can game manage you through a couple of wins and mm-hmm. you rely on your uh, strengths in your running game and your defense to get you those W's. And then when Carson's ready, roll him out in the, in the proper timeline. But don't rush him back. And understand that he has injury history. Now, whether or not he – I don't wish he gets injured again. Right. But, you know, you just have to understand that that's the analytics of it. He's, a, he's an injury-prone quarterback. So, if mm-hmm. he does go down, even if it's minor, he has to out a game, the guy you're going to roll out in this place can manage the game enough to get you a W. That's what the bottom line to me is. True. Now, True. In, the, in, the, in, the, in Dak's situation, I think that, you know, what, what kind of, you know, made me wonder about this situation is the fact that they weren't being forthcoming about this whole injury situation. You know, they weren't saying exactly what it was. They just kind of labeled it as soreness. But they've also you know, ordered a second MRI, which came out today, which they broached as being positive. So, you know, so you have to, I guess you have to paint your own picture and and and, and draw your own conclusion because these, these teams aren't being forthcoming at all, being honest about, because they don't have to be, about their injury status. You know, look right. at Kawhi Leonard's situation. They, nobody said about Kawhi Leonard's Kawhi Leonard's, I guess you could say, validity or his uh, uh, actual details of his injury, be, you know, until he had the surgery. Like, he right. was literally going to be able to get on the table to be, be you know, be operated on. But, oh, by the way, he had a torn ACL. I mean, I feel like we kind of knew that. 
right. but nobody would say it. And that's the same thing they're saying. What about Dak? Is he really have a, a baseball type arm injury, or is he just having an issue with soreness? You know, he just right. over he's overworking himself. Maybe he's working himself hard too hard because he's trying to live up to that forty million dollar ticket that he's right. being paid. So, you know, I think that you know, I, and I really feel like that. Honestly and truly, Dallas backup situation is very putrid as well. But you know, I think that should they you know get a backup quarterback? Yes. I think uh, I think uh, quality backups are, are going to be a thing going forward, mm-hmm. um, but you know I think that they're not in as bad of a situation as the uh, Colts are. So I would say it was it's probably it's probably you know you got your hand on the panic button, but you you know you just you kind of decide whether or not you should push it. The Colts right. should push it. The Colts should push it now yeah, and twice on Sunday. Yeah, definitely should. So uh, in regard to Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm disgusted. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm utterly disgusted in this situation because I talked. We talked about this when yeah. he got hurt. We talked about this at length. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that we felt like there's no reason. I'm just gonna say it. There's no reason that Joe Burrow should be on the field taking snaps and throwing the ball right now. Period. Nah. He got hurt in November. Yes. He had a he had a torn ACL, torn MCL, and ligament damage. In his leg, mm-hmm. that's a year, almost two-year injury to fully recover from. Right. And you're trying to trot this man back out there in less than nine months. That's that's, that's what they're doing. That's, that's what they're doing. That's completely and utterly, totally wrong. And that's in, but that's indicative of what the organization is 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 been for the past several years. Hell, all my lifetime, to be honest. I've never, I've never. Uh, quote unquote, clap my hands or, or sing praises to the Cincinnati organization for making good decisions. Right. You know, honestly and truly. You know, I had to, I literally watched Carson Wentz get hurt. You know, tears ACL, not Carson Wentz, but Carson Palmer. Watch, right. him, watch him tear his leg up because they have a, you know, a horrific uh, whiff in protection and, and he got killed by Keelavon Key Ohoffen. I remember this play like it was yesterday it, from the Steelers. The Steelers, uh, uh, Devin Sacco laid on him and tore his ACL. I, mm-hmm. I, I I still see it in my memory, I, and and Kilavon knew it too, because when he went down, he smacked his hands like, "Damn, I I I, he, I know I hear bad." Right. So, again, I'm I, I'm not gonna see and sing praises to the Cincinnati Bengals organization because they have been living in um, poverty when it comes to uh, NFL success for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, you should want to have to change the narrative. You should as an organization. Yes. The yes. Detroit Lions and the Cincinnati Bengals should at some point want to change the narrative. And they're not doing it. You have a franchise quarterback. You literally have the best quarterback you probably rolled out in that organization since hell, maybe ever. Yeah. So what you shouldn't do, and I've been I've been screaming this for for months, what you shouldn't do is is do everything wrong when it comes to his career. And that's what they're doing. They haven't dressed the O line before they drafted him. They didn't draft it once they drafted him, and they still haven't addressed it after coming off an ACL injury, which he got hurt from from the fact that he had an O-line last year. Right. So you're completely and totally, utterly squandering and ruining this man's career before he gets started. And that's the problem I have. So, and I'm not, and and I honestly, truly, if I'm Joe Burris, I'm hitting the panic button on being a Cincinnati Bengal versus the Cincinnati Bengals being in the panic button on whether or not they should find themselves a backup for him. Because no matter what they do is from a quarterback perspective, 
it's clear that they don't hold you in the, in, in the regard that they should. Because you can see what the Chiefs did immediately when they realized Patrick Mahomes was their guy. They had a good old line. Two couple of guys got hurt, got a little older. They decided to move on from him. What did they do? They went back and retooled them with even better guys. Right, right. That's smart. That's smart business. That's smart decision making. That's smart business. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Brady comes in. He had a solid line, and they, he made sure he he told the Buccaneers, "On no, no circumstances do you not draft the right tackle in the draft." And they drafted Tristan Works. Right. We had one of the best O lines in the business. Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, got one of the best O lines in the business. Yep. Carson Wentz got one of the best O lines in the business because he know he's fragile. Yep. Smart business moves, but smart business moves. But what are you doing for Joe Burrow? It's absolutely positively nothing, and <laughs> he could he could literally be out of the league before he gets started because of the type of decisions that they make in in regards to his career and his uh, protection. So, um, so you tell me what you feel about Dak. And you tell me what you feel about Joe, because I know you're not gonna talk about Carson. <laughs> At all, I, I, I hate the ground he walks. I'm not gonna say I hate the ground he walks on because I'm that's you know I'm 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 overdoing it. But um, I just didn't like certain things that I saw with Carlson uh, from a team perspective. And I get you want to be competitive, but to still be petty after you won a title, what are you upset about? You oh, got to understand. You got, you got character issues with Carson. Period. I now I, I understand. It's I not do. just about his I injury do. history, but you got car, you got character issues with him. I get it now. Yeah, I yeah, I got character I, issues because when you know you went out with an ACL. Yep. Nick Foles didn't do it to you. Nick did Foles not. did what he was called to do. He stepped in. Uh huh. He led the team. The coaches had a decision to make, which a lot of t- a lot of times that happens. Do you sacrifice the rhythm? And the 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 unity and the the cohesion of the team just to start you. Carson, you was out, you was injured, Nick was balling. Yeah. And when the ultimate goal is to win a title, you want a title to a city that had been searching and for never a title. Won one. Never won one. Exactly. And you beat a dynasty considered a dynasty come back the next season and outplay him. Yeah. But you know, it's the, Oh, well they, you know, he, he was sulking and, and he looked thirsty and that's never, I just, that just disgusted me. So that's why <laughs> I feel that way about Carson. And okay. you know, he, he saw, he look, he saw this baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've been wanting to say that for a while. That's, I've been waiting you, to that, use that one. I've been waiting to use that. You had that had that locked and loaded the chamber. You just can't yeah, wait to find that yeah. guy. He's soft as baby shit. Yeah. Now, Dak has me concerned um, because I've listened to people that have been around the Dallas Cowboy organization, uh-huh. and one thing that I've heard consistently is the Dallas Cowboy medical staff is one of the best in the business. Really? I, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that they're one okay. of the best in the business. But Jerry got the money, so he should have the best. Yeah. Yeah. And so I watched Hard Knocks. And, you know, again, he came back and he was ready to go. And, you know, he was, why are you taking me out? You know, I don't need to be out. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, the medical staff is like, okay, 
you know, checking his arm and throwing motion. And they're like, no, we're going to sit him. Right. But then on top of that, they reach out to baseball organizations. Yeah, that, that, would, that would raise my eyebrow. That's what made me nervous because uh. most of the time, you know, when you hear, you know, when it comes to the quarterbacks, it's like, oh, he has a lat strain or, you know, he has this. Right. But then watching what they did with his throwing motion and then reaching out to a baseball organization, which means these are guys that pitch all the time. And one thing that they know is about the throwing arm and velocity right. of pitchers. And so when a football team is reaching out to a baseball team for consultations and questions and, and, and thoughts, to me, that makes me nervous because not only did they reach out, now they're saying we're going for a second MRI. And all in all, they're like, well, we just want to be sure. But they sat Dak. Yeah. They was like, he cannot throw. Oh, they shut him down completely. They shut him down completely and then reached out to baseball organizations and then now going to a second MRI. And like they said, coming out there zinging it when you haven't, quote unquote, thrown live game like a year. in almost a year. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, I'm, I'm nervous that it's they're not giving the full behind the veil situation. And if it was his non-throwing arm, no harm, no foul. You can overcome that. Right. But that right arm, that's your money maker. Yeah, it is. And 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 here's the crazy thing. And I, you know, people talk about the man curse, but here's the weird thing. Major contracts. It just seems like something weird happens with certain players in major contracts. You know, you got a point. Because if you look at it like, I mean, I'm going to point to two linemen first. Ronnie Stanley got paid one of the richest deals in uh, in O-line history. He mm-hmm. immediately went down for the season. David Bakhtiari got paid one of the richest deal in in, line, in left tackle history. He went down. Yep. You know, so it's like, you know, the moment you get your payday, all of a sudden start, stuff started to fall apart. You know, your body tell you, well, we got the money now. We can, we, we, all the stuff I was holding together is going to fall apart now. It's, it's over now. I don't yep. know, but it's, it's just an eerie coincidence that you say that because I was like, damn, you just got paid and you get hurt. Damn, you just got paid and got hurt. Like over right. and over again, I kept saying it. So, yeah, that's a great point that you, that you mentioned that he got his money and he got his money coming off an injury. He got one of the richest deals in, in, in quarterback uh, lore, um, you know, I guess you can say competitive salary. And, right. and he was coming off injury. So, yeah, that's yeah. definitely an interesting thing. But I just hope that he's not hurt, you know, from a, you know, Tommy John injury or anything like that, because that would make me nervous about the baseball thing, because they were asking him about, about that, the Tommy John thing. And, man, they, you get Tommy John as a pitcher, they shut you down for a year. Shut you down. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot better now with the surgery now. But that right. used to be that used to be the equivalent of an ACL in football. Absolutely. For pitchers getting Tommy yes. John, yeah. they was like – you're not going to pitch anymore. Can't. So, yeah. you know, I love Dak because he's very competitive. Yeah. He, You definitely saw his leadership when Dallas lost him. Uh-huh. And then again, just watching um, hard knocks and seeing what he means to that organization, what he brings to that organization. I'm rooting for him, you know, to come back um, from that ankle injury to hide the fact that he actually went under the knife twice um, you know, and, and again, looking at his right arm, which is his throwing arm, and them talking to baseball 
uh, organizations leads me to believe that they are concerned. It may not be as significant as a Tommy John, right. but it's significant enough for them to make sure that it's not a Tommy John or something um, detrimental to his throwing motion. Right. So, you yeah, know, when it comes I think to they, that, yeah, I think they really want to make sure he can make it through the season. I oh, think that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is long term. Yeah. Which I don't think Cincinnati, you know, talking about Cincinnati, I, I wonder and worry if Cincinnati is looking at the long term like Dallas is because, again, Joe Burrow got hurt in the pocket. Yes. And you're bringing him back. And I don't I didn't see the significant upgrade to the offensive line. It wasn't. It wasn't any. You know, and and so now you're you're trotting <laughs> back out. I, I your... actually give you one better. They not only didn't address it, they declined a fifth year option on one of their better linemen, Billy Price. Listen. You're talking about the future of your organization. And as a rookie, you had him dropping back 60 times. Uh Uh-huh. You didn't didn't significantly upgrade the offensive line. Joe Mixon, even though people say he's extremely talented, has been injured the last two to three years. His whole whole career. He's been on and off injured his whole career. And so now you're bringing him back under a year? Yeah. And putting him back in the same situation, uh-huh. the only thing you did was you got him another receiver, which some people would say it wasn't necessary. It was not. That you sh- you should have went more offensive line and secured. You know, you don't park a Ferrari under a tree where you know birds gonna shit all day. Yeah, you put a Ferrari inside, you protect it. Put a car cover over it. Yeah. You put a car cover over it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is your Ferrari. Yeah. And you just putting him out there like, you know, he's he's a Nissan Metro. He's like, oh, you know what? Just put him right there. He'll be okay. He'll and then be, we're going to have him drop back 60 times and expose him 60 times to, to a, a Chase Young. Le- a legit, legit pass rush 60 times a game. To Chase Young. Yeah. To the to your Kale- uh, uh, Khalil, Khalil Max. Bob Millis. Yvonne Miller's Aaron of the world. Donald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're in a division where you got Miles Garrett now. You got Jadavion uh, Clowney. You got the, the Ravens defensive ends. You have uh, Watt from um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, and Melvin Ingram now. And Melvin. What are you doing? And one of the you, best pass rushing divisions in the, the league, and you don't protect this man. You, you just don't want him to last more you than don't. three years. You don't. And then that goes so. back to my point about getting drafted high. Like, the fact that the fact that they have the rule where the la- the worst the first you know in the draft in the logic versus a lottery right. is problematic for high end talent because where you where you get drafted matters especially for a quarterback yes. you know because if they don't have your best interest in mind you know you have to make it out of your rookie deal before you can go somewhere you know because they don't have to trade you you know they can not literally. At all. You know, so do you have to make you have to be able to make it out of your rookie deal? And the rate he's going, he's not going to make it at all. He's not going to make it. That's scary because again, you wasted you know a, a, a top end you know franchise s quarterbacks a career on on idiocracy. I'm just going I'm just going to say it. I'm just <laughs> yes. going to say it. So I I feel for Joe, and again, it sucks that he landed there, and anybody that landed in Detroit in previous years that got wasted. 
You know, Matt Stafford is one of them. You know, Calvin Johnson. Anybody that got drafted there and got their talent wasted, I'm sorry. But that but that's the <laughs> I feel for you. I feel for you. But that's the nature of the business is that, you know, it's almost like if I'm a top in talent, I would kinda wanna kinda curb my like table my uh play a little bit so I don't get drafted high. Like I might just dial it back towards the end of the season just to say, right. well, you know, you know, or, or leak some false stories so I get drafted later and then go to the team I really want to. Like, let me fall to the mid to late first round, not the top, you know, so, right. I, so I can get drafted by a decent team because <laughs> what I don't want to do is take in the first five. The first right. five might be a shit show. <laughs> so, when, you, when you first five, you know some things went wrong. They're bad, really wrong, and it been going wrong for years. Yes. You know, yes. so, you know, and then you put the Jets in that ballpark too, although they seem to be trying to turn things around. They're starting to wise up, and that – and yep. honestly, truly, I think what in, it needs to happen in certain regards is that because I think what the Jets kind of woke up at, they changed the general manager. That was that was one thing. The owner stepped back, and they changed the general manager. And the general manager had a different mindset, which allowed them to kind of erase the mistakes that they've been making over the past ten years. But the Bengals and the, and the Lions haven't done it. The Ford family hadn't done it, and and the uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, I. I I was talking about him earlier, the the Brown family for the Bengals. Right. They haven't done it. They haven't done it and they don't look like they're going to do it. So they're not going to do it yeah. at all. So I at feel all. for you, Joe. I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. They listen, Joe. They used to call you, they used to call you crazy, Joe. Now they call you Batman. Right. You know, because you're gonna get hit hit in your knees right. by a bat right. man. Nancy Kerrigan you know. style. Nancy Kerrigan <laughs> style. You get kneecapped. Right. You know, so yeah, I wish him well because I think he's a super talented, and I think he does have the ability to be a very competent and quality quarterback. I just would hate to see his 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 sports life get shortened from a, a organization who who's just not smart enough to protect their most important asset, which is the quarterback. Because even if he leaves in four years, he'll be damaged goods. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna be beat up. Yeah. He's gonna be beat up. You know, and. Since uh -oh. we're talking about, oh, I knew you were gonna segue that way. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. I was like, oh, here we go to segue. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I exposed myself. Uh, oh, wow, <laughs> wow. If anybody's paying attention, you know where I'm about to go when I'm talking about exposing myself. I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'm talking about um, coming out naked to the world. <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> You know, some things that you have in your hands that you, you have to be careful of, okay? Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, there has been reports that a number of um, people that felt that a quarterback crossed the line, they have felt a, a sense of seriousness um, lacking because of being interviewed. And so if you haven't paid attention, there have been reports that came out that two of the people that have claimed um, that Deshaun Watson crossed the line felt angered uh, by the questioning uh, in the interview that was held on situations that happened uh, from the massages. Um, I'm not going to go over what they talked about because uh -huh. I want the FCC 
to shut us down because I know myself and I'm going to go with some jokes that's going to properly get us probably get us taken off the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just say there were certain things that landed in people's hands and that showed up to see, the party. No, see, you started already. Started already. See, no, see, the moment you start to go down the road, it's going to get ugly. I know you. I know better. Don't do it. Don't do it. There were some things that were tardy to the party. If you understand don't what do I'm saying, it. please I know, I don't know. do it. So I'm going to ask you, um, I read a little bit about the questioning and some of it made sense. Um, and what's weird is that they weren't interviewed and I, and I'm going to say it. They weren't interviewed by men. Yeah. They were interviewed by women. Right. And they were upset with the questions that the women asked them. Mm -hmm. Now, we've heard the back and forth. We've heard the situation. We've we've thrown out what we believe is going on and happening. What's your take on you know these 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 um, new revelations? Accusers, yeah, the new yeah. revelations that have mm -hmm. come out. Um, and from two of the accusers that felt very disrespected uh, by the questions and the questioning of what happened uh, regarding the massages. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I have a very strong opinion on this. And, I, I, and I'm going I'm to uh, let it fly here right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're going <laughs> to let it fall out? Yeah, I'm going to let it fall out. <laughs> So, uh, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to behave. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna beat you. I'm sorry. I'm not, that was unintentional. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. I'm as good. as I'm Kevin good. Hart said to, to Don Cheadle, as he told him, "Damn, damn." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Said <laughs> so, you play this back. I didn't. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to beat you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, if if you we don't know exactly every question they got asked because we weren't right. in the room. The only idea is highlight a couple of questions in the in the in the in the media post to say that they were asked and they got offended by. Right. This is my thing. And and to rehash something real quick, you know, the way you went about this case in reverse order makes me call it into question. Okay. You went into, you went about it very civilly, then you went about it criminally because you had to. Mm-hmm. Now now, two things stick out to me. You got highly defensive about the question these women asked you. Now, understand these women, they, they are, these are women, but they're also lawyers. Right. So regardless of your gender, you, there are certain things you have to ask. You have to be comfortable asking as a lawyer, right? So you have to get these questions out because somebody's going to ask you. If you're, in a, if you're under oath, they're going to ask you these type of things. Right. So you have to get, give, give them that line of questioning. So regardless of who you are, that line of questioning will and may come up because they need to know exactly what was the... They're trying to paint as big a best a picture as they can of, of the of the of the occurrence and what yep. went down at that time. I, I'm yep. trying to rehash it the best I possibly can, you know, from my perspective. So I asked you what you had on, you know, you were offended by that, you know, asked you, you know, what what led up to him, you know, quote unquote being improper with you. What was what was the what was the background and how you became in contact and how you got there, what you were wearing, what was said. I need to know all these things because if you they want to make sure that you didn't lead him on in any way, you know, that type of deal. Right. So they asked these line of questions to make sure there wasn't a consensual thing that you're trying to make it seem like it wasn't. They're trying to, they're trying to make sure that is off the table before they move forward with their ruling, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what the line of question was for. So for, for me to, to hear you say you got defensive 
about that makes me feel like you got something to hide. Mm, mm, okay. Because let's be honest, if I if I if, if I ask you certain things and you don't have a problem with it, you you shouldn't feel offended. True. You know. True. The fist the, when you when the fist mechanism comes up early, that means typically you are, have something to hide about about what what happened, whatever right. the situation is. So that that may raise one eyebrow, and what made me raise the other eyebrow, and I'm completely utterly like, oh really, is the fact that they they were calling into question why. Commissioner Goodell hadn't suspended Deshaun yet. Yeah. So why are you why are you concerned about whether or not he can suspend or not? Why is that why is that a, why as a woman who should be wanting justice for herself, you should be wanting justice for yourself and wanting to see the your case get resolved to a point where you've gotten adequate justice for yourself versus mm-hmm. worrying about whether or not he gets suspended and whether or not he addresses the civil case or whether or not he signs a NDA. You're worrying about all these things because to me it sounds more and more and more like you really don't want the truth to come out. You really don't want Deshaun to air out your dirty laundry because what he, he might end up saying is that you're a, you're a IG model who gives you know special treatment to people that solicit you. He and you don't want that type of stigma on you. He might say that. Right. Right. You know, so that's where you're that's where you're trying to keep that from coming out. You're trying mm-hmm. to you're trying to keep the door closed, but. But the stuff, you know, stuff is spilling out everywhere. The, the cause is full. You try not to let the bones fall out, you know. So that particular aspect of it makes me wonder, again, because you want him to, you want Goodell to make a move on suspending Deshaun. So, and if he, if he suspends Deshaun and put him on the exempt list, he has to move forward with these cases and settle mm-hmm. faster. But as long as he's an active NFL player, he's in no rush to settle anything. Right. So you're trying to force his hand, in my opinion. And you can't. Right. So, and, and what makes it even worse for me if from an NFL standpoint is the fact that, yeah, you ask these questions. Yeah, you got offended. It sounds to me like they don't feel like there's a whole lot of validity to this, to this case in the first place. But they had to do their due diligence. Once they, because now I really feel like they only stepped in to do their due diligence here recently because they finally went to the, 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 the stream of filing the criminal case. Right. You know, because until the criminal case was in there, they're like, we're not, we're not, we're not involving ourselves wasting our manpower on civil cases. Right. You know, until it becomes right. a criminal act, then we can have, we have to intervene ver- via the, via the collective bargaining agreement. But uh, until such time, we didn't have it. Which, which I again, I, I said that was very convenient that that they hadn't moved, and all of a sudden now they filing uh, criminal cases because right. all this whole time it was civil, and then right when he got to camp, they're like, all right, we're gonna file a criminal case now. So Goodell got to do something. They gotta yep. investigate. So I think that's all too convenient for me. Like mm-hmm. I really, really feel like they're trying to store money for this man at this point. And they they're trying hard to do it and try to force his hand and he's not budging because he knows what the truth is. Right. And they and they can't because right now, but it's still being a civil case, as long as he shows up and doesn't miss, then technically he still has to get paid. Yeah. He's doing all the right things when it comes to his money. He ain't playing with his money like it's they like they said, he's so petty. He shows up, comes out, waits for the pitchers and 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 uh press to walk away. Then he's like, Oh, my ankle. Mm. And he sits out for the rest of practice. Right. Well, hey, I was here. I mean I showed up. Yeah, he, I need to go get I I'm need not to go in get violation. Tape. I'm not in violation. Yeah. You don't have to like it. Right. But I understand the rules of the game. Is it? And I'm gonna play the game. That's and that it. doesn't mean that I have to practice the whole time. Right. I have to be here 
to see my face and to get counted and keep paying me. You know, and I had, I have no proof of this, but it, it seems to me like he knows because he's playing this situation like he knows that the Texans are behind it because they know, because if you look, I mean, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 drop this bomb on you and then and I'm a, and, and I'm, we can probably move on because you'll be like, well, damn. <laughs> what damn? Right. Oh, my God. Right. He <laughs> knows that the moment he walks out of Houston as the quarterback, they're a total, a complete and utter and total mess. Oh, yeah. They're over. It's done. They are no longer at any, any, they're literally picking first or second in the draft. Right off. They're a total, complete mess the moment he walks out. If he's not quarterback for that team, they're a mess, and they know that. So they're doing whatever they can do possible to keep him at least on the roster for now and, and hoping that he may relent and be like, I'm just love getting football too much and not play. So I'm going to find myself way, my, find my way back onto the field and help me save my franchise. So they're doing everything possible to keep him there versus trading him because they know what one moment he walks out the door, they're laughing stop. Right. So he knows that they, they're behind all of this and he knows that he playing is just, just like, I'm going, to, I'm going to play exactly by the rules of the of the game, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to do nothing that's going to jeopardize my health, my my playing ability, or my reputation at this point. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it cool until this thing. So y'all get tired of, of of doing this dog and pony show. Yep. And 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 get and get over it and finally trade me. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I'm going to play I'm going to play the game right there with you. We both right. going to play by the same set of rules. Right. You want to be petty? I want to be petty too. Yep, petty Pendergrass. Yep, petty Wop. <laughs> petty, petty, petty thugs and harmony. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, this is this is gonna be interesting to see. But I do give him credit. Unlike most people, he is actually he's actually smart enough to see that it's about business. Yeah, and he has to make sure that he doesn't jeopardize his money. Yeah. And so for that, I give him, you know, I salute him because uh-huh. other people could have got in their feelings and missed out on their money, a lot of money just yeah. to make a point. Yeah. Yep. And he know? didn't do that. He was very smart. Very judicious yeah. about that. Yeah. So listen, that has been our NFL segment again. This is Coach and Kurt. We are here every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's released Mondays. We thank everyone, including uh, All Natural Olive Oil, Deshaun Watson, uh, falling out and into your hand edition. Um, oh, whatever. You <laughs> and we thank you all. Please share you this. Do olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, when, when you're listening to this podcast, look at your left and right hand and say, is there anything you would like to have in it? Oh. <laughs> And hold on to it tight. Oh, my God. Keep you warm at night. The the Sean Watson all-natural olive oil edition. Thank you very much. No, that that was, listen, I'm going to move on because I'm going to behave. So going into our I Got Questions section real quick, uh, we talked about the running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks last week. And this week, we're talking defense, and we're talking top two defensive linemen, linebackers, and secondary. And so with that, I can, I'm can i going to go real quick and so we can get into the lockdown defense blitz section, facts or cap. And so, uh, 
coach, you can definitely jump in and add in. But when I come down to the top two defensive linemen, I think it's very easy to pick. Yeah, uh, easy I'm going me. to say Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. I'm right there with what you. What say you? I say the same thing. Okay. Easy. When it comes to linebackers, I'm going to say Darius Leonard. I know you will say that. Who is a dog. Uh-huh. And then our man who proved to me that he's a top two linebacker in the Super Bowl showed up on the biggest stage and uh-huh. he he looked like a grown man too. Yep. From Tampa Bay. Yep. Devin I'm scared White. to mention his name because it's it's like saying Candyman too many times. Devin White. Devin White. That's Devin a grown White. man too. That and now mind you, he plays with another dog. And on Levante the same Devin. Team. Levante David. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? And you got two of them, but. Yep. White is, he's a dog, man. So that's my top two linebackers amongst a number of linebackers. But I know you have the eyes for high-level linebackers. So who is your top two linebackers? I like Darius Leonard, but I, I really can't give him the crown over Bobby Wagner just yet. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good pick. Yeah, Bobby, good Bobby, pick. Bobby, Bobby Wagner is tried White. and true. Bobby Wagner, Devin White, those are my two. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now, going to deep defensive backs, secondary, that's a little difficult for me to go number two. Number one, I think it's consensus. You have to go with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, all day. Yeah, all but day. when it comes to number two, uh-huh. we're talking DB and safety. Uh-huh. And I just don't feel comfortable saying a number two. You don't? I don't. Really? I don't because it's so many high level. You got Gilmore. Yeah. Um, you got Xavier, you got uh, Xavier Howard, Howard yeah. from Miami. Uh huh. You know, you look. Um, uh, you got the the safety from Chicago, who's very very good. You still got Patrick Peterson, but I don't yeah. put Patrick Peterson in the top two anymore. anymore. Yeah. Uh huh. But looking across, when you have safety and um, DB, uh-huh. it's it's hard for me to go number two well let, let's let's break it down let's do let's do real quick let's do cornerback and especially specifically cornerback and then do safety after that I, think, okay. I really feel like that's two different two different conversations because you can't what a safety does what a corner does two different things okay obviously so okay. you know on the field as far as production standpoint so so who would you give us a, a, the a nod for number two is a defensive back man man rough ain't it it's rough uh-huh. because I, I tell you, I look at I look at two players besides Gilmore. Right. I look at two. One, I look at um, Marlon Humphrey. Oh, that's from the Razor from the Ravens. One. That's a good one. You know, I look at him, but then I look at um, the young man from uh, New Orleans. Oh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Uh huh. You know, I look at him too. So that those two, along with you, still got Jay Joe Hayden. You still have uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. You know, um, that are up there. But I'm going to go just because of what I've seen from him. You even got Tre'Davious White from Buffalo. But yeah. I'm going to go with Marlon Humphrey um, and Jalen Ramsey as the top two DBs. Hmm. Mm. When I when I hear that, it's like, mm, mm. Yeah, that was nice. That was cute. Let me really educate you now. <laughs> That's what I feel like is you're about to say that. Mm, mm. Uh, that was good. You, you were close, but no cigar there, buddy. 
Well, to be honest with you, I, I really, I, I do like now because I can't really, I can't really give the nod to Gilmore because he was hurt most of last right. year. So I really can't really give him the top spot, you know, because what have you done for me lately, as Janet Jackson would say. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm, a, I really got honestly, truly, I got to give it to Xavier Howard. You know, <sighs> yeah, he led, he yeah. led the league in interceptions. You know, I mean, and it wasn't even close. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Like right. you know, is you know, because J.C. Jackson was was second, but and Tyron Matthew was a safety, was third. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got to give it to Xavier Howard being a, being a legit, you know, and young. That's the thing too. Xavier Howard is not old, or right. you know, he's not older Jalen. So he's he's definitely my number two for right now. You know, which okay. is, which I which I shook my head as why I, I, they worked it out. But I was like, he wanted to be traded. I was like, oh my god, like whoever right. needs whoever wants wants a good corner, you need to jump on that ASAP. ASAP. You know. You know. ASAP. But um, okay. from a safety perspective, who do you think is, oh, is top in safeties uh, uh, in the league? So uh, I may be a prisoner of the moment, uh-huh. but I'm going with Micah, Fitz, uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. Micah Fitzpatrick, yeah. I'm glad you Mick, said Mick that. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, number two is a little difficult for me because uh, I would have had a clear number two but i i hold him back because i know he dealt with injury which was Derwin james i think he's barring injury is probably the one of the most versatile from sideline to sideline safeties yep. um in the league but without uh with his injury i'm going to go with matthew matthew Sorry, from matthew. kansas city Sorry, matthew yeah okay yeah but you still got michael hyde out there uh-huh. uh you have uh, Justin Simmons out there, Justin and then you Simmons got John Johnson from Cleveland. Yeah, Justin Simmons is a doll. Yeah, Justin Simmons is a doll. Yeah, I, I have to truly, honestly, truly, and you're going to see it this year. Pray that he stays healthy. Derwin going to be one of the best, if not the best, safety in the league. This year. I'm telling you that right now, right now, right there. I'm there. right there with you. I watch him every day, and <laughs> hear me when I tell you that man is on a mission. Right, that man is on a mission because it doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He is not. He doesn't do anything uh, negatively. Like right. he hits. He hits hard as hell. He's yep. a hitter. He's a run. He's a run support. He's a run support. He's a free safety. And a, he's almost like Sean Taylor. Yep. He's, a, he's a run support. Run support safety and a cover safety in the same breath. Yeah. Cover man. He can cover zone. He can come up in, in the run game and, and, and knock your knock your helmet off. Yep. You know, and like he can cover tight ends one on one. You mm-hmm. know, which you, which you need a safety to do in certain situations. So. He's gonna be if uh, barring injury, he's gonna be the best safety in the league this year, in my opinion. And then I, you're not you don't get any argument from me. And as far as pure ball hawking ability, I have to give him Mickus Fitzpatrick. Yeah, like just being a, a, cl- a classic free safety, his range, his you know his size, his speed, his break on ball, you know, pause, you know that pause. that that <laughs> that his ability his abilities as a cover safety. Is 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 right there up there for, in, in in the top echelon for me. So I'm gonna give it to those two. Now honorable mention, although I'm hating slightly because they're in my division, but Justin Simmons and Tyron Matthew are definitely can be in that conversation too. I have to be honest and say that they definitely are up there. And I hate seeing Justin Simmons twice a year because he's an asshole. But uh, <laughs> and I and I mean that I mean that with love. I mean that with love because he, you're legit. You know, it's one of the things you want to. I want to cuss you because you're so good, but you don't play for the charges. That's right, really what I mean right, when right. I say that. You know, I want to cuss you out because I hate you because you're on obviously you're on you're on a competition's team, but you're 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 a legit star. He's a legit star. So right those, those are my those I'm are my right two. All right, so that was our I got questions. We did like I said we did last week. We did uh quarterback, running back, 
receiver this week we did defense we did linemen defensive linemen linebackers and safeties and defensive backs and now we're going into our lockdown defense blitz section so this is facts or cap the six pack of questions of rapid fire six pack rapid fire questions so here we go trevor lawrence does he win rookie of the year facts facts I'm I'm gonna say cap, cap. Damn. I'm I'm gonna say cap. So who's gonna be, who's who's gonna be in his place? You know, <sighs> only because well, Justin Fields is not gonna start, which is gonna hurt him. But from what I've seen, what I saw from Wilson, I, I wouldn't say that just yet because I feel like the, the, how good he did. If he plays like that the next two games, they have no choice but to start him week one. You're right. They have no All choice. Right. You're right. So, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Zach Wilson. What? Really? I was gonna I was gonna go Jamar Chase, but I read some report. I read a report, and Jamar Chase came out and said, "I need. Um, I'm going to pull back my expectations because the game is faster than what I thought, uh -huh. and so I see that it's gonna take me a while to get the game. You know, uh, to get the understanding of the game because I had Jamar Chase." You also got to look at what Jamar is playing, too. Cincinnati. There you go. Exactly. There you go. So, but I saw, listen, I didn't necessarily like Wilson, but the throws that I saw him make. Uh, he did even make some good throws. The one throw to Corey Davis early on, that was a nice throw. I have to give him credit and, for that. And listen, I got to give it to him. He standing in the pocket, uh -huh. throwing it. Right. Even though I saw Trevor throw some nice passes, Wilson does have a nice arm. He got a cannon. He can like he can throw it all over the field. He does. He had a strong arm. That I thought he had. I, he I did. Give him credit for he that. did. He and did. they were spirals. They were. They they came out his hand quick. So I'm gonna go, Wilson. But, but let me ask you this question, and we can move on to the next question. Okay. So so who do you have more faith in from an offensive production standpoint, Urban Meyer, or the offensive coordinator for the Jets? Offensive coordinator from the Jets. You do? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that, all right then. I'm like, all right, we can move on, shit. I got nothing. I got nothing. I just knew you wanted to side with me or that, and you definitely went left. Okay. No, no, all right, then. No, all right. Then. We walked down right. the street. You went left. I went right. Okay. All right. Cool. Next question. So, does uh, does Lamar win more than one playoff game this year? Cap. Cap. I'm right there with you. Rashard Bateman is getting surgery on his groin. Yeah. That means it literally probably came off and tore completely yeah oh, you're which time. means that means hollywood now is back to number one yeah that's a problem yeah. well now sammy so, walker's one hollywood's two maybe yeah. sammy walker's two but yeah that, that that i think that's cap yeah that, that's cap. cap all right browns do they win the afc north i'm gonna let you answer that one first <laughs> i say i say i say fact 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 <laughs> <laughs> I say facts on that. Listen, I am a prisoner of the moment. You what are. I saw today, uh, it ain't it. It was the energy that the Browns played with uh, that I haven't seen in years. Right. And I really do believe they are caught up in the Kool Aid, and they believe that they can do it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say cap. Cap. Damn it. I'm gonna say cap. But 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 okay. by slim margin. Okay. I still I feel like it's gonna come down to the last game that the Browns and the Ravens play against each other. 
okay. in the season that's going to probably determine the division. It might even go down to week 17. It may come down to week 17, whoever wins or whoever loses. Uh, it might it might come down to the wire, but I feel like the Ravens got us. I trust Lamar down the stretch more than I trust Baker. That's the only reason mm. why I say the Ravens get a slight edge in winning the division versus the Browns winning. And if you got to understand, too, this team, the Browns team, although it's very good on paper, is their first year together. The Ravens are running it back with practically everybody in the same core position except receiver. So mm. the continuity and the cohesion is going to be way better early for the Ravens than it will be for the Browns. So I say that, that I think that it will come down to the wire, but I think the, the Ravens will edge them out. Okay. Okay. All right. So moving to the next one, do the Chargers beat out the Chiefs for the AFC West division? Facts. 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 We beating them jokers this year. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We stay I, healthy. I can't say you're wrong. I we stay, say we wrong. stay healthy on defense especially. We beat them jokers at least once this year. And they all they got a stronger schedule than us because they got to play a free space schedule, and we don't. So I have them taking at least one or two L's more than us, and we win a division. I'm gonna say cap. Damn cap. Damn. Yeah. Only by a small margin. I told you. Remember, I told you who I had number two as MVP of the league. Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in the Chargers, but it's the same thing that we said. Until you beat the man, and if you want to beat the man, you, you got to beat, beat the man. man. Until they get beat, I, I gotta False. give it. I gotta give it to the Chiefs. Okay. I got to give it to the Chiefs. Okay. But it's about the smallest of margins. Okay. Does Sam Darnold lead the Panthers to the playoffs? Cap. Cap. Listen, I I'm think, a cap I think, right there with you. I think he has a good season, but I don't think they make the playoffs. I'm capping right there with you. And because what I saw in Denver, I think, uh, I think Teddy may be the starting quarterback for Denver. Drew Locke looked good today, though. But, but damn, Teddy did too. He did. Drew Lock. I mean, Drew Lock. I mean, literally, he rolled. He drove them down the field three times, like it was nothing. So I don't know. And the fact that he started the game as, as, as the number one makes me believe that they, he he's leading the the charge right now in competition. Damn it. Yeah. I. I yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I, damn it. But yes, I'm right there with you, Cap. Yeah. That Sam Darnold leaves the pan leads the Panthers to the playoffs. I just think I just think the NFC is going to be too uh, AFC Top West heavy. heavy. A, I mean, excuse me, NFC West heavy for, the, right. for them to get in because clearly, clearly we're going to write the the Buccaneers in. Clearly, going to write the Packers in. You will write whoever wins the NFC East in, and you might get three teams from the NFC West in the playoffs if they all stay okay. healthy. So I think they're just going to be out from that perspective. Like there's not going to be enough spots, right? You know, right. Again, all, all 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 four teams in that division are good. Yes. You know, so I think they're just going to be uh, our men out. They might mess around and be like nine and eight, you know, but they don't make the playoffs. Something like that. So yeah, I think yes. I think it's slightly capped. Yes, 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 yes. Slightly capped. And lastly, Aaron Rodgers gets to the Super Bowl in Green Bay. Cap. Mm. Cap. Mm. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna argue that. I believe that too. I don't think the 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 Packers have what it takes to go through that gauntlet in the NFC. So I'm calling cap. And Rodgers does not get Green Bay to Super Bowl. Now I will say that if he goes to a different team next year, he might make it. 
Like if he if he walks into Denver and takes over with that Denver team that's on a cusp of of being a legit contender, they're really a quarterback away, then that that could change the whole dynamic. Or right. Washington, if he walks into Washington with that damn defense and those ascending receivers and those ascending running backs, then you know all they're gonna do is fix the whole line for real in the mm-hmm. draft in the free agency, and you're right back you right back to square one. And you you know so you he gets it's two or three situations. Aaron Rodgers can walk into it and be an instant contender, but it's just a matter of what they, will they trade him there next season is the question. But yes. for 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 them to run it down to ground and beat the Buccaneers, especially in the NFC title game, I don't got to happen. So I think it's cap. Mm, mm, cap. All right, that was our lockdown defense blitz facts or cap section. So Trevor Lawrence winning Rookie of the Year, we were split. Yep. Lamar winning more than one playoff game. We were we are in agreement. Yep. Browns winning the AFC North. We were split. Chargers beat out the Chiefs. We were split. Sam Darnold leading the Panthers to the playoffs. We were in agreement. And Aaron Rodgers getting to the Super Bowl in Green Bay for Green Bay. We were in agreement. Yep. So there we have it. It is. There it is. All oiled up and looking luscious. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like spearmint and good decisions. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we because you know what I can tell you when he made the wrong decision uh, when he touched my titties. Because <laughs> I don't play that. I don't play that. Everything was cool till you touched my titties. <laughs> but there it is. Another week down. All these playoff uh, preseason games going on. And then another great Coach and Kurt podcast edition brought yes, to you by the Sean Watson olive oil edition, all natural, virgin, two times over. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed by 10 IG models. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, indeed. Yes. All in your DMs. All in them. So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up, man. Episode 31 is in the books. We'll be back next week for episode 32. Talking more football. The preseason is going to be ramped up hot and heavy. We'll have more games to discuss, and we'll bring back some more uh, hot and heavy segments, and maybe we'll have some more Deshaun Watson news. Who knows? But <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> in between time, I'm Coach Devious. That's Coach Kurt. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>